Hello and welcome back to the Outer Influences podcast. This is Frida and I'm your host and this podcast is all about how you can live your absolute best life despite tinnitus. It's a combination of different approaches, things that I have experienced in my 15, 16 years with tinnitus and five years as working as a tinnitus coach, now founding in uh, our opinion, the most positive online community out there, really providing you with the right tools, tips and strategies in order to get from uh, anxiety and despair to living your absolute best life despite tinnitus to getting towards habituation. So tinnitus is not so bothersome for you anymore. It can go back into the background and you're not constantly focused on it anymore. Today we have a special episode again. We have a guest on the show. I'm very, very excited for uh, Anne-Marie van der Waal. She's a specialist on CMD and tinnitus, so uh, jaw problems especially. She holds a PhD and she's also a book author on the topic of CMD and tinnitus and it's very exciting to speak to her. But uh, we're very excited to have uh, Anne-Marie share her expertise in the podcast today and I can all invite you to get ready for a very, very informative and engaging conversation. But there are two more things that we need to do before we get into the episode. Uh, and one of them is, of course, you know the intro, but the other one, and this is what I want to share with you, and I'm very, very excited for this. The other one is our community. I already briefly mentioned it. You can join our community and the task of the community, uh, something that we just really started recently again, is our bi-weekly habituation accountability check-in. Right, So many people are in different stages. Some people are new to tinnitus. Some people have had tinnitus for a while. Um, but we're all on the same path. So within our bi-weekly habituation accountability check-ins, we come together, we identify goals for the next two weeks of what we want to get done, basically, with regards to habituation, which kind of thoughts are bugging us a lot, which kind of yeah, uh, obstacles do we have to face right now in our life with tinnitus and how can we overcome them? So the community comes together usually between 10 and 20 people and we have a fantastic discussion about everything that um, can really help and support you over the next two weeks. So come join us at www.mytinnitus.club for a completely free trial for two weeks. Uh, you can cancel anytime. Your subscription is going from month to month and as soon as you are habituated or getting close to being habituated we are of course not sad <laughs> to see you leave but happy that you made it so far so if you want to try it out join us for one of these habituation accountability meetings go to www.mytinnitus.club and we'll see you over there let's do the intro and then our very very exciting Lanier podcast ad Lanier is only great news to share from them because they finally got the FDA clearance for the US and I'm very excited for them and it's going to be great. So here's the intro and the linear ads. Hello and welcome to the Outering Tinnitus podcast. This is Frida and I'm your host. This podcast is all about the tinnitus science and what you can do to live a better life despite the ringing. This episode is brought to you by Linear, an evidence-based treatment for tinnitus, which has been shown to improve tinnitus symptoms in large-scale clinical trials and real-world patients. Linear retrains the brain by playing soothing sounds and providing mild electrical stimulation to your tongue. 
It's now available throughout Europe and its latest clinical trial results were recently published in a Nature Scientific Journal. To find out more about Linear, where it's available and read about the research behind it, visit www.linear.com forward slash outring. That's L-E-N-I-R-E.com forward slash outring. Yeah. Hello and welcome back to the Outring Tinnitus podcast. My name is Frida and I'm the host of this podcast. And yeah, today I'm very excited. We have a special guest. Um, I'm very, very excited and I have been excited for a while because we scheduled this uh, podcast interview a few months ago. She is a, a very, very busy scientist and I'm super excited to talk to her um, today. To, uh, we have on the show Anne-Marie van der Waal. Anne-Marie, please introduce yourself to our audience. I'm so happy that uh, you're taking the time for us um, to share what you're doing. Welcome to the show. Thank you for being on your podcast. I like to do this. So, um, yes, my name is Emery Vanderwell, and I'm uh, actually an orofacial physiotherapist, uh, and I work at the Department of Orofacial Pain uh, in at ACTA, uh, that's the Free University in Amsterdam. And I'm doing I'm doing more things. <laughs> I'm also with, uh, uh, I'm also a teacher at the. Uh, Master of Orofacial Physical Therapy in Amersfoort, and I work at my uh, at a clinic in my small village in Eckenwiel. So I see there also a lot of tinnitus patients. Um, yes, um, so and I did my PhD on tinnitus and TMD. Uh, a, a few, yeah, I graduated I think one and a half year ago now. So yes. Wow. Yeah, very excited to have you on the show because I think, I mean, we had uh, Zara Michiels on the show already and talking a lot about somatic tinnitus, but now we have you, a TMJ specialist, and I think that's uh, very, very exciting. And just one of the first questions that I like uh, to ask a lot is like, how did you specifically get into tinnitus, but also into TMJ? So how did your interest in that field develop? How did you sort of like find out about that, that it was relevant, maybe someone in your family who has tinnitus or has these issues or for other reasons? What, what, how did you get into that field? Now, it started a couple of years ago. I, uh, I met uh, a professor in the Netherlands and he's our orofacial pain specialist. And I heard about orofacial pain and I liked that topic very much. So uh, in uh, the Netherlands, you do have, uh, uh, you can do a master degree on uh, uh, as orofacial physical therapy. Uh, so that's, uh, I like to study. I did that study and I, I did see some patients with TMD and I recognize a lot of patients with TMD do also have tinnitus. So mm. that was very interesting. And they do yeah. have ear complaints like ear pain or ear fullness. So yeah, I like that topic. And then uh, I think a few years later, I could do my PhD in, uh, at the university uh, on Antwerp on that topic. So I like that very much. It was very interesting if it, uh, a TMD treatment could help patients with tinnitus. So yeah, that's why uh, I started wow. my PhD there and getting interested in the topic. Wow, nice. And um, I think it's um, maybe just important in your own words to maybe not everyone is familiar that we are talking about uh, TMJ and maybe let's just uh, take a step back and just explain that to people. So as you are the studied scientist, you could probably uh, break this down for us much more easily. What does it actually mean? 
Um, and what is the relationship between that and tinnitus? I mean, maybe, yeah. you know, yeah, just yeah, yeah. Uh, in your own words to describe yeah. it to the people who are listening who might not as be as familiar with it. Yeah, uh, yeah, we call it actually TMD because uh, there's a temporomandibular disorder uh, because uh, TMD is only the joint, the joint of your jaw, and TMD is the whole package. So that can be a problem of the uh, joint, but also the muscles. And most of the time you have a problem with the muscles because it's a muscle overuse you do. Uh, so TMD is actually, uh, uh, you can have pain on your jaw, joint or on your the muscles of the jaw. Yeah. And most of the time it is because uh, you do clenching or grinding during the night or mm -hmm. during the day, mm -hmm. or you have other mm -hmm. habits like nail biting or biting on your lip, or yeah, uh, yeah you, people can do a lot of stuff. Uh, with our mouth and they don't <laughs> know that but they can overuse their jaw muscles then and yeah. that can be a problem uh, yeah. and sometimes they get pain but uh, yeah you can also don't notice but you can also have ear pain only mm. from the jaw muscle uh, mm. or ear fullness or mm. or tinnitus wow yeah and most of the time uh, the TMD is not causing the tinnitus but uh, it can be, yeah, it can uh, increase the tinnitus if you have an existing tinnitus. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, if and you I... look, what's nice to know is the numbers. If you see, uh, you know, about 10 to 15% of the people uh, of the adult population have tinnitus. But if you look at uh, patients with TMD and tinnitus, it's between 30 and 64%. So that's much wow. higher. Wow. So a lot of people so have that. Yeah. Mm, so that's a very, a, a, a much like a combination of things that people experience. Yeah. Uh, I'm myself, I'm included, of course, with my, with my hearing, hearing aids and my hearing loss. Like I, I was born deaf on, on my left ear and um, I've had uh, tinnitus and uh, hearing loss plus my hearing aid in my right ear for, yeah, since I was 19, basically. But um, I told you before, I was a very, very avid cyclist and, and back then already uh, was in physiotherapy. And I knew that I already had neck problems back then. And then probably throughout the years of studying and busyness and uh, building uh, the different uh, different businesses, my tinnitus coaching business, but also managing another business here in Germany and so many things going on. You probably, you, you said it before in the introduction when we were just chatting a little bit that it mostly occurs in in women between 20 and 50 years, you said, yes. said and people probably mostly in their most busiest years, right? That yes. That's probably yes, something absolutely. that uh, yeah. would and characterize women it. women just have a lot on their minds also. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it is literally like if we look at it from a psychological factor, um, sort of like when you when you have this kind of like tensing because you are like in German, we have this um, we have the saying, die Zähne zusammenbeißen. So like yeah, biting yeah. your teeth together. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We have uh, actually also a few uh, Dutch. Uh, OK. Uh, yeah. But you, you can't translate it in English, but uh, okay. you know, a little bit bite the bullet in English, but uh, but you're yeah. going to bite. If you're busy, yeah. you're going to mm -hmm. do things with your mouth. And yeah, yeah that can be the problem. And mm. a lot of patients uh, doesn't know, they some know that they do clenching or grinding during the night, 
but most of the patient doesn't know that that they also also clench during the day and they don't know what is a relaxed position for the jaw during the day oh <laughs> okay that yeah. was loud that that surprised even me right now <laughs> I just seeing how 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 the state was today and sometimes my wife when we eat she's like what is that and I'm like yeah sorry that was my jaw yeah. and sometimes I've surprised myself one time it was a few years ago I had lunch with a friend of mine and it got so loud that for a second my teenagers went like <laughs> because I like the, the the noise event from the jaw I think a bone or something I don't know. I, I for a yeah, second I thought uh, I had dislocated it or something. You have then, a, a, a discus, yeah. a kind of meniscus in your uh, wow. in your joints, and most of the time that's the clicking uh, yeah. sound you hear. <laughs> so I don't know. We we will see in the recording whether you can actually hear this, and and then people and then people already know what some of the uh, the symptoms of TM, TMJ are. But um, uh, let's go a little bit from the symptom into. Yeah, more of a more of a uh, in, into the juicy part of these interviews that are actually also quite relevant for me, I guess. And how would you go about um, assessing and then maybe treating or trying to improve the symptoms in a in a in a, in a person? I mean, I, for me, it, it's probably going to be difficult to say I will be able to reduce all the stress that I'm experiencing in daily life. Um, so it, it has to be some kind of different approach that I could potentially use. What what would you say? What would you say to someone who? Yeah, or, or how would you go about treating? Yeah, I always recommend uh, 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 exercises during the day to do uh, the relaxing exercises and it are very easy small exercises you can do but you have to relax your jaw then mm. and if you do that every hour you unlearn most of the time the habits to every clench. hour yeah every hour but at our, yeah yeah but yeah if you every hour and if you you can do the exercises when uh, you're walking to the toilet or when you're uh, uh, standing nice. up from your chair so I if like you it. Uh, couple it on an activity uh, you can do that exercise and that's yeah you have to relax the jaw muscles sometimes because you're always already used jaw muscles when you talk when you swallow uh, uh when you eat so and if you also clench your grind during the night the uh, jaw muscles never relax and if you also do things like yeah uh clenching during the day or biting on your nails or yeah yeah. Yeah. So especially you have this... to relax sometimes the muscles. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Especially this uh, kind of like thingy that I said earlier on with the the German saying that goes die Zähne zusammenbeißen. That's sort of like through a difficult period of time, you like you bite your teeth together and you just push through it and you just mm, let's do it like mm, or a hard piece of exercise or I don't know, right? So it's this kind of mentality like um, you just have to pull through now like i have to just bite my teeth together and just get through it yeah but yeah, you know when yeah, <laughs> when yeah. when that lasts for a couple of years probably it becomes more problematic and then in the same way that um that i mean that my, my so my coaching process is a lot more um a lot less physiological and a lot more psychologically based right using using sort of my own kind of strategies but tools from cbt and act so basically trying to uh, basically uh, first discover 
um, the continual continuous behavior towards tinnitus and to discover the conditioning that you have done to yourself. And probably physiologically, in a way, it's sort of similar. Um, because as you say, and that was surprising, I thought like, you know, like I do stretching exercises when I'm good. I do a little bit of yoga in the yoga in the morning and maybe a little bit of stretching in the evening. Yeah. But that's that that's it, what I'm doing. But it's probably it's very, very interesting. And could you maybe speak a little bit more to why it is so important to do these exercises every hour to unlearn? Because yeah, what, what yeah, what's to the unlearn the, the, a, a habit is yeah. very, very difficult. So okay. if you yeah, if you're not focused on unlearning the habits, normally it takes about eight months <laughs> to wow. get a new path in your brain. So if you do it for a lot of years already, the clenching part or the things which you're doing with your mouth, yeah, you have to practice a lot. So yeah, and it's always also very difficult if you uh, if you you can uh, uh, normally if you have uh, yeah you unlearn the habit and after a stressful period you're going to start doing it again. You have to be focused on that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, this is nice what you're doing. <laughs> Some people are doing that with a mouse also the whole day. What did I do? Yeah. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. I didn't even That's realize. actually also using your uh, muscles of your jaw. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you you're, you're completely right. I didn't it. even realize that I was doing that. Yeah, yeah, but that yeah, but it can be if you're also also clenched during the night. It can be an, yeah. uh, getting an overuse of the muscles then. So yeah. So so what's the exercise I would do? Something like this, pulling the jaw down. Uh, no, 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 no. no. Just relax. I always say. Just relax. A uh, 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 simple exercise is breathing and breathe out. And then try to relax the jaw muscles. And a test if you really relax the jaw muscle is if you can. You can, yeah, yeah. But you have to. So hear. nothing, nothing, no, like really forced pulling down. No, 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 absolutely not. No, no. That's no. even worse or what? Yeah, no, that's just that's tension for the, also tension for your jaw muscles. Ooh, I thought you know when you go online, there are some physiotherapists. There is a group in Germany that that is very renowned. I'm not going to say their name now because I don't want to get into any trouble. But they, for example, have videos where they put like a a cork from a champagne bottle or something, and you put it in your mouth to basically. Oh, again, sorry. Oh, ah, I didn't intend that. Yeah, I'm going to stop doing uh, this now. Sometimes uh, it's actually a, a kind of stretching exercise for the jaw muscles. Yeah. So sometimes yeah. if patients can't uh, open their mouth very well, uh, they have the limited mouth opening, you give uh, an exercise like that. Um, but yeah, the most important exercise for me is always to relax it, to try to relax the, uh, the jaw. Yes, like, yeah. Uh, I always okay. say you look a little bit stupid if you have a, a, a relaxed <laughs> jaw. <laughs> a little like, uh, you're right. That's, that's, that's the good position for your jaw. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Okay. So relaxing. So I'm going to put myself a timer um, and I'm going to try to do it every, every hour. And then yeah. in eight months, I will let you know. Um, yeah, but I think after, after a couple of weeks, you already recognize and say, oh, there's not so much tension uh, me. Yeah, already managed to forget about the tinnitus? Are you still here? Yeah, 
Just a very, very quick break before we get back into the episode with Anna-Marie talking about uh, TMJ issues and CMD, but a quick check-in again to yeah really see how you're doing. Yeah. So in the link to this podcast episode, I will share something that will start with link tree. Uh, and then you click on that link and I will offer you some additional resources. These resources range from my free guide to tinnitus, which you can download also at outringtinnitus.com. But just click in the link to the, uh, in the description to this episode. And of course, it would be very, very nice if you could give us a positive rating on your favorite podcast platform. And if you also subscribe to the podcast, you will never miss the next episodes that are releasing. Other than that, you will also find not only my free guide to tinnitus in the in the link, but you will also find a possibility to sign up for a two weeks free trial for our positive online tinnitus community and together we'll get you towards your individual path of habituation. Looking forward to seeing there. Uh, you can and, feel that, yeah. And yeah. and then for many people, I mean, probably combination. I know that my tinnitus is very hearing loss based. So, yeah. um, but I also know that when I'm more stressed, I get more sort of like spiky episodes, and probably when I clench my jaw more, yeah. more stressed, more yeah. clenching at night. Yeah, relation, relation, yeah, yeah. That influences each yeah. other for sure. So, but but for people who would say like, um. I mean, people where the tinnitus is more TMJ and more somatic based, you really do see like severe decreases in tinnitus when the TMJ is uh, better managed. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, yeah, you can see that. Yes, yes, actually, wow. some people have a big relation and some people have a very small relation. So I think you yes. have a small relation, but you, uh, but you already say you have hearing loss, so that causes most of the, t uh, yeah, the tinnitus. Yeah, the, that's the problem for the tinnitus, but it's. Uh, the TMD problem can increase your tinnitus. So, mm. yeah. Uh, so if you do the relaxing exercise and, and uh, that should be good for your jaw and it might also be good for your tinnitus. Oh, yeah? Yeah, maybe a, a little bit. If you're in the stressing period, like yeah. you already said, you're going to do things with your jaw as well and that can increase your tinnitus also. And it's yeah. also TMD and stress is also related. So you don't know, but uh, yeah, if it's really from the jaw or it's the stress reduction you do with the exercises because yeah. uh, it's relaxing. And you, I always give also mindfulness-based exercises like that. Yeah. So that's relaxing the whole body. Right. Uh, but there is, there is a relation, yeah. And um, let me just ask you, so if people are better managing that, um, but that does not prevent the fact that they still might be grinding at night, right? So you might do these exercises and that might get better. Is it something that we grind because the muscle tonus is quite high or is it because we, we grind because we are like uh, psychologically stressed and then we naturally grind in order to process emotion, et cetera, throughout the night? Or is it also literally because the muscle tension is higher and then we also tend to grind more? So does the grinding stop when the jaws are more relaxed or... No, no, no. There, there is there is a, a big difference between we call it bruxism, a day and okay. night bruxism, and uh, you have also night bruxism because you grind during the night, uh, uh, and yeah, that can be influenced by many, many other, uh, many, many factors. But one of the factors is uh, is that you're uh, thinking about things and you uh, in your head and when you uh, have a lot of things on your mind. Uh, you're going to grind because the blood flow is getting 
more if you're doing things with your uh, jaw muscles during the night. So uh, your brains can be more active. Um, so that is one possibility why you can grind, but there can be many more influences. Some people just do it. And uh, you can also have uh, 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 some yeah, sleep disorder, uh, like sleep apnea, because when you uh, do things with your jaw, you get more air. So yeah, you have to always look what is yeah is the problem or what causes the bruxism okay. uh, during the night. But that is very difficult. We didn't solve that yet. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. But what I, I do is if to to yeah. prevent or to try to prevent the grinding is to give some uh, uh, exercises before people are going to sleep that they don't have so much on their mind. So mindfulness based exercises. Are uh, or other relaxing exercises, going for a walk before you're going to sleep, that your that your head is clear before you are going to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. I I guess it's not always easy, and I mean that would go probably for a lot of people. You can probably relate to that writing a a thesis, etc. And I remember writing my thesis, or that was actually not the most stressful period because I had a lot of time writing my thesis, and I was actually fine. <laughs> Uh, just before the deadline, of course, a week or two before it, it's difficult. But I must say, like, sort of like going out in the cold and, and building a business from nothing has been a lot more stressful for me <laughs> and has been a lot more demanding than anything that I've ever done uh, before in my life. So I think that's like one of the main things for me. And I don't think that that will necessarily change. So if you unfortunately have that predisposition that you are more of a person who is yeah, who has a, a yeah a lot of a lot of um, demands from yourself for the things that you do in your life. I think, and and you're more anxious about that. Um, then I guess it's a little bit more difficult. Difficult, but then it makes a lot of sense. What you say, you have to be a lot more mindful, and you had just have that have to have that extra amount of mindfulness around that kind of behavior that leads to all of this tension, and that you sort of like do take the time for example i like to do uh, yoga nidra in the afternoon yeah. when i get very tired um often when i have so much stress i have no way of sleeping past 6 a.m or something like that doesn't matter when i go to bed so it just i can't sleep longer in the morning and then i just get up and then i get quite tired in the afternoon but then i what i do is i'll i lie down and i do maybe a 20 minute either meditation or a, a real yoga nidra guided relaxation exercise and that really uh, usually gets me through the rest of the day and gives me a lot of energy back and i think it's like sort of probably finding out individually what works for you in order to release or to to de de-stress some of these sort of sort of symptoms so just because we've said it before can we maybe give a short for the people who listen to this and who can't see this can we maybe try and do a short um a, a guideline for them of what kind of exercise they could do you you, you shared two already but let's uh, maybe um, maybe uh, really uh, tell people what they can consciously do in order to work against the TMJ. Every hour, you said, what should we do? Oh, I, I have three exercises. I always, uh, I said this the uh, the breathing exercise, like yes. So yeah. breathing in, clearly and, breathing and in, breathe and out. then and while breathing to relax out, your jaw, like this. So while 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 I relax the jaw by while breathing out the jaw basically opens a little bit, right? Yeah, so yeah. 
yeah. for the people listening, breathing in and then breathe out, breathing out and yeah. just letting the jaw open up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's one. And uh, the other one is to put some air in your mouth and to move it around like. And don't move your jaw, but just move the air. Yes. Okay, that's the other one. And I always, the, the last one I always call the fish exercise. It's like, okay. Yeah. So you sort of accumulate a little bit of air in your mouth and then just let it, let it slip out yeah. with one last. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like, okay. Yeah. And it's always depends. Uh, some people like the first exercise. Some people like the, the second and, and, and other people with the third. I always say, um, when uh, use the exercise you like and you feel that it relaxes most for you. Yeah, yeah, so, I do. You're right. Absolutely. I like this one. Yeah, yeah. It kind of feels relaxing even up here a little yeah. bit. Like yeah. Yeah. you just have a little bit of relaxation up here. That's nice. I will, um, with your permission, make a short version of this and put it on. Um, on a private YouTube link. So only people who have the link can watch it. And then I will probably include that in the description of this podcast episode below. So if you are listening to this, you will find a short YouTube video with exactly where you can watch what the TMJ exercises that uh, Anna-Marie and me just discussed uh, look like. And I will um, try to make sure to do these exercises as often as I can yeah. throughout my day as yeah. well in the next few weeks. And uh, we'll report back to everyone. Very, very interesting, Anne-Marie. Um, could you maybe share um, what uh, the journey of uh, some of your patients would look like when they come to see you and you talk to them? You don't have to sort of like talk about one individual person, but maybe something that, um, that has happened in the past and, and how, how the whole flow of working with the person would look like? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, normally people have uh, in the Netherlands, uh, it's difficult. If they don't know there's not that there is a, yes, some ENT specialists know that there's a connection between the jaw and uh, and the ear, but uh, so people have seen many uh, other specialists already. Uh, so that was a long journey most of the time. But mm. then sometimes they read some of my uh, articles somewhere and they say, hey, maybe I have a connection. And then I'm going, when they come uh, to me, I always, uh, yeah try to look if there's a connection, if they have a jaw complaint or a neck complaint. And uh, most of the time, uh, the neck and jaw complaints uh, are together because I always yeah. say when you clench, you also use your neck muscles. So yeah. it's also not good for your neck. This, most of the time there's a neck problem as well. And oh, yes. um, oh. uh, I'm, oh, I'm starting to ask some questions if I think. Yeah. Uh, there's a connection between the jaw problem and the tinnitus because it can also be only a tinnitus based on hearing loss. Um, so I'm going to look if the uh, ask some questions if people uh, if the jaw problem is getting uh, uh, more painful if the tinnitus is getting worse as well that it goes together yeah. if it started yeah. at the same time. Yeah. But yeah. it's very difficult because some people just 
just don't know if they don't recognize when the jaw problems start, if they don't know what they are doing with their mouth. So I just see it's, it's always very difficult to find out if there is really a connection. We are working on that. There should be more research for that as well. Um, uh, but if I can find something to treat, I always say I must have something to treat. So if there is no tension in the jaw muscles, what can I do or in the neck muscles as a physical therapist? So yeah, I must find something that I can treat and then I'm going to treat the jaw and the neck problem. Uh, yeah, and it depends on the person, what's the problem. Uh, and uh, after, yeah, I always say it takes some sessions. Yeah, first, the jaw and the neck problems should be so, uh, uh, solved and then the tinnitus is getting better. It's also, we all already saw that in my uh, study as well. Uh, and maybe Sarah mentioned, uh, Sarah Michiels mentioned that as well. First, we uh, thought we have to give uh, a lot of sessions of physical therapy in a short time. And it's better to spread the sessions uh, because it takes also some time to relax for the tinnitus as well. So for, mm. the, for the whole system to relax. Right, 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 right. Okay, very interesting. Um, one thing, probably not that easy to answer, but I want to ask the question anyways. Do we know or do we already have a kind of a little bit of an understanding what the underlying mechanism is of why people with TMJ, uh, A, in the first place, experience tinnitus or why it exacerbates tinnitus in the case of people who have a combination of TMJ and maybe hearing loss-based tinnitus? Um, do, do, we, do we understand that already or have we gotten closer to understanding that? Yeah, uh, uh, we 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 know that our, our connection is a neurophysiological connection in the brainstem between uh, the auditory system and the the, the system of uh, uh, and the uh, and your neck and your jaw. So mm -hmm. uh, we know that there's that connection, but I think always that there's more, especially for the jaw. And I always say your joint is here and your ear is there, so it's so close related. So there must be more than that, but, uh, and they did write about it already in 1946 or something like that, an ENT specialist about the connection between the jaw and the ear. So it's known wow. for many years, but we don't know exactly what's the, what's How the and why, yeah. behind it. Yeah. 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 But that, uh, and that, yeah, we are sure that the connection is there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would, I would be curious. I mean, I haven't had him on the podcast yet. I will probably extend my invitation uh, for uh, Klaus from uh, Forkton. I met him uh, last year in December um, at the Tinnitus uh, Summit at the Charité. And uh, he developed this little device. He's from Austria, and I don't know if you've seen it, but he's developed this little device that is basically like a little ear like a steel thingy that you put around the ear and then you put it yeah. together and it like certainly pushes certain trigger points. And he has managed to get rid of his tinnitus from that device. And the device, he, he's done a study together with Vinny Schley even about the safety and efficacy of the treatment. And it's literally just a little steel thing that goes behind the ear with some pressure points here and like down here. And that. For him, uh, when he wears it, his tinnitus stops and he has people that who wears it a greatly reduced tinnitus or 
get rid of tinnitus and you can't like it would be easy to say like oh that could also be placebo or something but uh Vinny already did a study on that so there must be something behind that what what what's your i mean i i don't want to push you into saying something about this so but but what what would be your your relationship or your idea of this yeah yeah actually i i think there are really trigger points i don't do you know where the jaw muscles are in the jaw right back here or you almost thought if you clench it you can feel it. this is one jaw muscle uh, yeah yeah. yeah yeah this is one and the other yeah. one is here up here yeah. yeah so this is actually also a big one so i there are trigger points in the temporalis that's that muscle and the masseter uh that's connected uh, with the ear yeah. so and this or the this is all uh, actually a neck muscle this is also very uh important muscle so, yeah, I can imagine that some uh, something that yeah, you, you use uh, actually the trigger point technique, if there's not so much tension in those muscles, the tinnitus is getting better. I, uh, yeah, experienced that with some patients. Some people have here the trigger points and some people more here and some here. So, yes, that's possible. But I always say, well, what's the reason that those muscles get tensed? And most of the time you overuse them. So you have to do exercises as well to relax them. Because right. if you're going to have the habit to cleanse during the day, yeah, then uh, you, yeah, you, you can uh, relax the muscles the whole time or massage or do thing, uh, things like that or go to a therapist. But yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're just always circling around the same yeah. issue over and over and over again. Yeah. Without really creating the relief. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all, uh, yeah, it's important to, yeah, uh, for me as a physical therapist to see uh, what's causing the problem, what's causing mm. the TMD problem or what's causing mm. the neck problem. And mm. most of the time it's not one thing, but it's all related and it's all connected, all connected with each other. Yeah. 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 I, I know, for example, and this might be a relic out of my cycling times that I have a little bit of a misplacement of the hip. So the hip is a little bit tilted forward. So um uh sort of like uh, a little bit more like i have to be quite aware and stretch the the front muscles of the hip so um and then i also get that then the hip sort of like from being rotated forward again rotates a little bit more backward and of course we all know and i know this myself but it's just so difficult i mean even on my standing desk that I stand more on my heels and my toes and not on the middle of the feet or something like that. So to engage your core a little bit, not too much, but just a little bit, not to create extra tension, but just the right amount. Oh, and that is, you know, just when you just don't stand the right way or you walk the right way, the kind of tension you create in your back and also your upper back and therefore the whole system, right? So yeah, I know that is something that is one of the big, big things that I have to tackle. And um, I probably, probably when I, we're going to Colombia on Tuesday to visit my in-laws. And I think when I come back, I finally, um, I have a few good physiotherapists, but I have to find someone that I want to work with for a prolonged period of time. Not only what the insurance pays for these five sessions, a 15 minutes, that's like after, after two weeks and, and 15 minutes of massaging this muscle and that muscle is probably not the right way to go. So I will probably see to get into physical therapy again for like, um, I don't know, a few months and then going once a week and then really paying that out of my own pocket in order to really getting 
getting better with that because I know I have these areas to work on and probably literally probably nearly everyone has an area they could work on with their regarding uh, with their posture right yeah but actually there is not a perfect posture I always say right yeah you have to the best thing is just to move or yeah just uh, have another position after a few minutes because there's not one good posture because you always use one muscle more than the other one. So yeah, mm. just change yeah. your position. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, for me, you know, it's it's also uh, relatively special. And there might be people who are listening to this who have unilateral hearing loss. Uh, for, of course, and people who have unilateral hearing loss and who don't have maybe a second hearing aid that acts as a bridge. Um, of course, you know, the sh- simple fact that you turn your head to one side more often than to the other side. For me, yeah. it's turning my head to the left because yeah. my right ear is the listening ear. Is I know that I get more tension in the left side yeah. from turning more to the left side, right? So the left side in the in the in the upper and lower back is more tense than the right side. And I can literally, when I massage my muscles and I can feel them here, I can feel the one side more tense than the other. And that for sure probably is also a relic of turning more to the one side than to the yeah. other side. Yeah, of course. Yes, yes, that's related. And that's always that's difficult to solve because yeah, it's has a function that you do that. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like a functional thing that you continue to do because it's a sort of a coping mechanism for the single-sided hearing. Um, it's not something that I can sort of get uh, rid of, but it's sort of something that I will have to sort of try and manage. Um, uh, additionally, I think that's something that that that's good to say. Um, One thing that I wanted to ask you is where could people find sort of additional resources or, I mean, there is so much out there. If you go on YouTube, there are hundreds of videos on TMJ. How could you say, or, or is there a way that you could tell which ones are maybe one, or or would you say, is it you trial and error and you have to try out what works for yourself? I always say, go to the, uh, 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 the facial physical therapist to, because you have to not yeah, the complaints are not the same. So you have to right. look from what's the causing the problem with the patient. So you give yes. different exercises to uh, to different all the people. patients and diff- different advices. So yeah. it's difficult to say now, oh, you have to do this or you have to do that. And I always yeah. say, go to the specialist because he can say what's good for you and not. And it's not so easy to go on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially as I said, right, I, I said to you at the start, like, look, the stretching exercise is something that yeah. people advertise and say, ah, that's yeah. good to like really stretch. But afterwards, and also like massaging into the pain is actually sometimes causing more pain, right? Because yeah. you go onto an already tense muscle and then massage that around and then you actually create pain while because you like you press into that muscle and then that hurts and then it will hurt the next day as well. So maybe you don't manage to even release it, but you maybe even increase the tolerance. Yeah, I so. think so. Yeah. Mm. And uh, the uh, the muscles of your jaw are different uh, than the muscles of the rest of your body and they recover mm. not, so, not so good as uh, the, the other muscles. So yeah, you have to, uh, you have to know that you have to know how much tension you have to give for the muscles. So yeah, it's, it's difficult. Yeah. Look, I'm already doing your exercise. Yeah. In and uh, sometimes in Amsterdam, we, I work also with a dentist who are special uh, oh. with a specialism in this area. So they oh. also know a lot about uh, uh, the yeah, jaw problems and uh, and uh, they can make a picture of the 
the the joint as well and look how it is there and they can look at the teeth as well and they make yeah. uh the the splint the yeah. mouth guard yes uh, yeah. during the night so yeah. it's good sometimes that the physical therapist works together with the dentist yeah. uh if the dentist knows some, something about the tmd problem um yeah. and sometimes we use a psychologist as well if patients uh, there's something under the tmd problem uh, yeah. like some anxiety disorder or depression or uh, a lot of stress. Uh, All of the above. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then no. we, we are working uh, in a team there. So yeah, yeah, yeah actually yeah, that yeah. is the most ideal uh, <laughs> situation. Yes, uh, of course. That is yeah. always very difficult and we have a long waiting list uh, there. So yeah. Mm, yeah. I think one of the biggest things is and and that's something that I always regularly want to share in my podcast as well. I think you can do a lot when you are not only you do a lot for your jaw and for your uh, ways to relate to tinnitus when you have a little bit more compassion with yourself. So when you're a little bit more compassionate about your current situation and understanding of the amount of stress that you're going through, and you're a little bit more mindful of that, that in and of itself can maybe just at least help and support to maybe just take 5% of the symptom off. And then maybe you manage to relate to things in a little bit of a more different, different way, rather than always being very counter reactive and uh, that creating more tension than there is already. So um, are there certain certain um, mindfulness-based techniques or exercises that you particularly enjoy or that you would uh, particularly often give to your patients or that you yeah. recommend? Or Yeah, it's very difficult because some people do like the mindfulness-based exercises and yoga, yeah. but other people say, no, I don't like, I'm, oh, I'm, ju I'm going to think about things I'm going, when I do the mindfulness-based uh, exercises. Mm. So uh, some people like just go for a walk in the nature. And I, um, I don't know if you know Erik Scherder. Uh, you can look him up in the, yeah, and the most uh, uh, on YouTube, but he is a, a Dutch uh, a psychologist and, uh, and gives a lot of tips about stress. And he always say, for, listen to music because then you use another part of your brain and that's yes. also relaxing for you. So I yeah. give some tips like that. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Erik Scherder should have uh, an English uh, uh, presentation somewhere on YouTube. I okay. Think. You have to look Lovely. I, yeah. I, will, I will ask him. Maybe he uh, also has uh, an interest to uh, come on to the podcast at some point, And maybe we will have him, have him here and, and, and talk a little bit about, the, um, about stress and the relationship with tinnitus, et cetera. I think for a lot of people, probably, and you, you can share whether you can confirm this, a lot of people never only have one thing, right? So a lot of people never only, uh, they don't live in the Bahamas, sit by the beach every day and have the perfect remote working job and then come to me and say, oh, this tinnitus is really bugging me so much, but the rest of my life is 100% perfect. No, often it, there are a lot of other things going on and a lot of other stressful factors that co-influence not only the um, uh, psychological way of dealing with tinnitus, but also um, how it manifests. And 
probably potentially you would also probably be able to say something about that um that of course increases the tension and the tonus of all the muscles and probably also around the jaw right if we go yeah, through that absolutely period. absolutely there can be some factors that patients uh, don't realize uh but causing stress for the jaw but also some traumas if you have a trauma in your face at or a long time mm -hmm. ago it can also cause tmg mm -hmm. uh so sometimes you have to look what's the trauma and uh and treat the trauma and that's also for the psychologist normally uh to do that uh so yeah there is a big connection between stress anxiety uh, and uh tmg but also uh tinnitus <laughs> yes mm, so mm. yeah you always have to look up i'm uh, i'm doing that with my patient as well what's causing what are the factors uh yeah relating or causing the tinnitus and yeah that can be an anxiety and uh, or stress and tmd and yeah a couple of things together and hearing mm. loss of course yeah right. Uh, right yeah you have to find that out and that's very difficult always you know yeah. you never know it's if it's ten uh, percent or fifty percent, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Knock knock. How about now? Tinnitus is still there, still bugging you, or did you already see the first few traces of being starting of habituation? Meaning that maybe you were very much listening attentively to this podcast and then slowly but steadily the tinnitus was creeping out of your attention, right? And this is all of the assumption of habituation, that you can start to unlearn the negative emotional cycle of reactivity to your tinnitus. Therefore, you spend so much less energy Therefore, you can continuously confirm to yourself that tinnitus is maybe not as dangerous as you thought, at least not in your experience. And I think this is something that many people have to be ready for. It's not something that if I post it on Facebook and I make an episode or a very short video about how habituation works in the realms of my program that people immediately understand and I don't expect them to understand it. But it is something that's open for everyone. And in the absence of a complete cure, well, we all do hope that there is one one day. But in the absence of a cu complete cure, this is one of the best things that we have, right? Living with tinnitus as if we didn't experience it. Living with tinnitus as if it was not bothersome and if it was not bugging, bugging us at all. If that's something you're interested in, absolutely, you know where to find me. Um, the links in the show note point you towards my free guide to tinnitus as well as many other resources. So check those out and I'm looking forward to supporting you on your way to habituation. And something that I wanted to ask you, if we motivate people to do all of these exercises now and to really be very mindful about the tension and the amount of tension they experience, not only in their jaw, but also in their neck and back muscles, um, of course, you are going to be more relaxed, but what are more of the, uh, are there some more benefits to a successful treatment of TMJ disorder, apart from like being more relaxed and reducing tinnitus a little bit? Are there like more, what you say when I have successfully uh, been working together with a patient, the patient experiences also benefits in this and that area? Yeah. Or if, if you have a TMD, 
you do yeah. have uh, uh, actually the, the, the team D patients do have pain with eating so mm. uh, or opening their mouths so they mm. say I can't eat a, a hamburger mm. sometimes because I yeah. can't open my mouth yeah so yes they yeah if they're doing the exercises and it's getting better then nice. they can eat so yeah that's a, yeah they have a big uh, progression then I think nice um, awesome. yeah but yeah a lot of patients do have yeah, then pain, also pain problem in their jaw. Mm, yeah. 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 So, I was, and also headache. A headache is, headaches. Uh, I think, very yeah. important to mention as well, because yeah. a lot of people think they have a headache uh, from uh, the tension of the neck muscles or. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of people are going to massage uh, the, the paralysis muscle, actually, if they have a yeah. headache. And then you yeah. have to look if there might be a TMD-related headache. Mm. Uh, so yeah, you have to oh yeah, you have to look if what's the problem there. And yeah, uh, yeah, headache, headaches are also very difficult. Or right? yeah, yeah, for sure. There yeah. are more a migraine as well, and yeah, that's not. Um, it doesn't solve if you only uh, the migraine if you only right. massage the temporalis muscles right. to do that. Right. <laughs> Right. I, I, I have something interesting that I can share. Um, I like to uh, work out, but I know that uh, working out, uh, especially with weights and body weight exercises, uh, can be an additional uh, stressor on the system, um, especially when I do pull-ups. And I sometimes have that, not that often, but sometimes it happens. It's probably more a little bit more migraine related, but I still find it amazing how that works in the system that uh, sometimes when I do pull-ups and then afterwards, it doesn't affect the tinnitus, but it affects the visual system. So that's sort of like, um, sort of like I, I, that's very, very seldom, but I immediately feel it that the neck sort of tenses up when I do the pull-ups after the pull-ups, half an hour, an hour afterwards. And then I sort of like get like little stars in the outer vision field and then the vision field becomes like a little bit smaller and then what I start to do is like I start to stretch my neck and back and sometimes I take a hot shower and then that slowly but steadily will get better or it turns into a migraine but it's like it's like so that there's these two opportunities sometimes it just gets better again but sometimes it also turns into a migraine and then I have to, to take other preventative measures um, but I like it's so interesting, right? And crazy to see what that muscle tonus can actually do to you. And and when you over overdo yeah. that in the wrong moment, and you maybe have stress anyways. And I try to relieve stress by doing yeah. sports. But what I actually do is I create more stress in the muscles. Well, maybe mentally it helps me to de-stress, but in the muscles it creates more stress. And then I'm in a nut. I created another imbalance, right? Hmm. Yeah, I used to think about what you were doing with your jaw when you do the exercises as well. Uh, yeah <laughs> normally well. and it's difficult yeah. to do uh, 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 exercises with uh, uh, with a relaxed jaw actually if you're uh, ex doing yeah. exercises like push-ups and things like that yeah mm -hmm. you must use <laughs> yeah you, you do of... use your jaw muscles yeah but yeah. that's normal yeah. but yeah it can also be an overuse for the neck and jaw as well then yeah mm. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you, when you, when you, when you see the people and um, doesn't matter whether you're doing, but you actually never see the people when they for, uh, run, like when people go running, like you're like this, but yeah. you know, when people are in the gym, then of course you do this yeah. and you like tense your the whole system tenses up. And of course also like, you can't really go like, <laughs> I mean, you could, I guess, but everyone would be like, what's, what's wrong with that guy? He has no expression whatsoever. 
lifting yeah. lifting the lifting his heaviest weights and he has no expression in his face like yeah. <laughs> no, that's, not, that's not possible no 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 and uh, i always said i um uh in the during the corona time during the mm. lockdown i liked the mask because you could do the exercise and nobody was watching you you could do the exercises everywhere because you had to wear a mask there the i net. still if you if you're looking for an excuse uh not wanting to look stupid you can still wear the mask at your at your leisure i think i i still for example like because we're uh, leaving on tuesday i wear my mask still in the supermarkets and when i go to more closed places right now because i just want to avoid not being able to travel because of getting COVID again. So yeah. I just try to just uh, protect myself until we, until we are in Colombia and then, uh, and then, and then it doesn't really matter anymore. But uh, before I always get a little bit uh, trying to not get sick anymore. Um, yeah. Just before, just before the flight. Um, yeah, great. Um, I wanted to ask you, do you maybe want to share some resources where people can find um, where people can find some of your work or where people can uh, maybe there's some people from the Netherlands listen uh, if they have some questions or something like that. Is there a way to to sort of like uh, engage or maybe with your team or with the information or, or or stuff that you have somewhere on a website or something? Is there anything that you would like to share? Yeah, I, I didn't put some information on the website, so I have okay. to do that sometime. But, uh, uh, you know, it's a little bit busy sometimes. Uh, yeah, but sure. I do give for uh, or facial physiotherapist. I give uh, I have some courses, and uh, if you really know uh, want to know a lot about, uh, yeah, I always say neck and head problems. Yes. Uh, then you have to do the master uh, or facial physical therapy study in the Netherlands. Uh, wow. yeah. That's really interesting because you learn a lot about tinnitus, but also headaches and dizziness and all all the stuff here. So it's actually uh, three years and you get your master of science degree. So, wow. um, yeah, it, it's difficult to do that just in one day course. Uh, yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> that's always you have to be experienced and see a lot of patients and then it's mm. more easy to treat. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. I mean, no, that's a good thing as well, right? To sort of ensure the quality of the treatment as well and that people are qualified. And I, I studied in the Netherlands as well, um, my bachelor's degree in uh, in Maastricht, um, yeah. but that's already already uh, quite a while ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice, yeah. nice. Had a good time, had a good time, definitely. Um, okay, that is very, very lovely. Um, I want to uh, thank you already so much for coming on to the podcast um, uh, today. It's uh, been already so, so, so useful and helpful. Um, and I think the work that you're doing is um, really, really amazing. I think it's so important that I, I also have the feeling that more and more people are just uh, coming up in the space or it's just because I'm getting so much more involved over the last few years. Yeah. Maybe all of these people have al always been there, but I, I can only share that every single time I do a podcast episode, I am so surprised surprised and I'm so amazed about what's out there in the field and how many people really devote their life in treating people with tinnitus and improving their lives with tinnitus so that's something that I want to say to you so thank you for doing all the work that you do thank you yeah I'll, and I like to continue that uh, yes it's nice to do and to, nice to help people so I really like it and I like it to do the puzzle and to uh, try to yeah find out what's causing the problem of the teeth and causing is difficult because there are yeah. most of the time it's multifactorial, but yes, it's nice. Yeah. Nice to yeah. work with uh, with patients and uh, to yeah. try to help them. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, but but most of the patients that you see are also women between 20 and 50 years. What you said earlier on, what people most yeah, but actually uh, with yeah? it's it's uh, you see more men, so it's oh, really? quite yeah similar now. Yeah, but okay. if you're looking at TMD, it's our more, uh, and we actually saw also in the study that uh, young women uh, had more benefit of the treatment. Uh, of the okay. TMD treatment uh, for tinnitus than uh, uh, than older men actually. So yeah, uh, probably because older men uh, are less frequently doing the exercises. <laughs> or they don't have so much TMD. They uh, yeah. Ah, okay. And they have and maybe it's also uh, uh, they have more hearing loss. The, the hearing loss is more of the influence. Yes, of course. Well, causing yeah. the tinnitus. Okay. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. So that's the piece of the puzzle. So young women, the tinnitus is more uh, TMJ based. And then yeah. when you successfully manage the TMJ, um, uh, a lot of that also improves the yeah. uh, condition with tinnitus. Okay, interesting. Very, very interesting. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Okay, great. I think it's, uh, that's really, really fantastic. And we um, we already said that we're going to do a small um, a clip and outtake on YouTube for people to be able to see the exercises that um, you, Anne-Marie, showed us already that people can can take and, and turn to. And I'm, I will put the, uh, these links in the show notes. Um, anything else that you would like to share with the audience today? Anything that you would like them to encourage to? Anything you would like them to to know? Or, uh, yeah, anything that you would like to share with them? Oh, uh, that's a difficult question. Uh, Good question. Yeah, I think uh, you don't, uh, a lot of people say, uh, uh, yeah. of a, lot of, a lot of ENT specialists uh, say, oh, you have to live with your tinnitus and, uh, and people get afraid. But I always say, yeah. Yeah, you can do better. And I think you, that's, for you, you think that as well. Uh, so don't worry. Uh, there are things we can do for your tinnitus and you don't have to worry that you have to live with a, a, a lot of noise the rest of your life. So yeah. I think, yeah. I, I 100% agree. And I also, that was something that I wanted to say earlier on this, this patient centered care that becomes individualized, right? Even if the TMJ treatment is just taking, not getting you completely rid of your tinnitus, but it decreases the volume mm -hmm. to a volume where you feel like you can work with uh, strategies that help you to habituate that level of sound where yeah. that level of sound of no, is no longer dangerous to you and your brain sort of like starts to say, oh, well, that's just this thing I experience. I know when I manage my stress and my TMJ, then I have this level and I can absolutely habituate to this level and I can sort of like uh, live a, a normal life even with my tinnitus. And that would be the part where, where I and the community would try to help people to um, really manage that part of tinnitus successfully. And then I also think that it's in incredibly and inherently um, in, in important that people know what the other underlying parts that they can actually physiologically control to take care of as well, right? So when you know that you have a modulating factor that you have controlling power over physiologically that can help you to also then say well okay and the the last part of the picture i'm piecing together myself now in learning these habituation techniques in order to basically tell my brain okay it's just tinnitus that's fine nothing we need to worry about can go back into the background and then you were i mean like i can hear my tinnitus all the time as well but when i'm so engaged with you talking to you it goes into the background and i don't even realize it's there right and everyone can do that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I think and, and what you already said, it is good to have some control of your tinnitus. If you know you can do some exercises and you can manage it by yourself, 
by doing some things and uh, mm. that's good yeah so yeah i think uh, and and i think we should uh, work together as specialists uh, yeah yeah because yeah. we can help each other and, and in the team we can uh, uh, treat the patients better than alone so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's something that i've seen for a while and that i really really like that um Due to the fact that tinnitus is such an inherently complex condition with many, many different factors uh, coming into play when one single person, um, I, I, I did a podcast interview uh, recently with um, Craig Casper, an audiological doctor from New York, and he said, when you see one tinnitus patient, then you see exactly one tinnitus patient. So it's not like when you know one tinnitus patient, you know 10,000 tinnitus patients. It's when you see one tinnitus patient, then you have seen one tinnitus patient. Mm-hmm. And it it's never the same there is not yeah. all you you can't start to discern certain patterns and for everyone this this thing is different and the the solution will look different so it's very inherently important that we have a combination of effective methods for every single person that then piercing it together allows them to get even the same quality of life back that they had before, sometimes even better, I would like to say, because sometimes, uh, especially when you do the work in um, habituation techniques and CBT techniques, sometimes you realize a lot of unhelpful behavior that you have been doing in the past, and you can start to really learn how to um, change your thought structure and your review process, basically, of how much and how quickly you buy into certain thoughts uh, for the better. And I've seen people who really say like, hey, um, I mean, yes, my tinnitus was a very, very difficult time, but I've learned tips and tools that actually made uh, my life better as a whole afterwards, right? Because I have more tools that I can use t- to cope with certain issues in day-to-day life as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. So, yes, I think it's, uh, yeah, we should work together and patients could have uh, 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 the same quality of life or even a better life after with tinnitus. Yes. Yeah, yeah, lovely. I think that's one of the best statements. And maybe I will even put this at the start of the podcast episode that people can have uh, the same quality of life or even a better quality of life, even despite tinnitus. I think that's a fantastic... a fantastic way to uh, to yeah to end the show for today. Yeah. I'm sure that we will have you back on the podcast in future because we're I especially am so excited about a telling you um, after a few weeks of how my TMJ condition uh, is <laughs> yeah. changing. But I mean, I think the the thing that will best improve my TMJ condition and my overall condition will be having a couple of cold light beers on the beach in uh, Colombia next week. I think that will probably <laughs> do a lot to my yeah. level of stress. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. <laughs> yes, <laughs> only alcohol is not good for your sleep, you know. But uh, that's and some yeah. pe- people are going to to climb your grind more. But most of the time, it's relaxing and it's better. <laughs> I, I'm 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 really talking about really the light beer that they have. So it's literally more water than beer. But uh, no, <laughs> no, I know I I I've actually um I've actually uh, uh, this is something that it has helped me uh, in the past as well to uh, certainly have episodes where I know when I have more stress to definitely 
not tap into alcohol because you do know that when you have somewhat stress and alcohol, you know that drinking a beer just in the afternoon is like something that helps you a little bit or it feels like it helps, then that's already a bad yeah. thing. So I've, I have uh, for a long time already uh, sort of stopped this coping behavior. And now um, I, I think the fact of, of lying at the beach, being on holiday will be something that I will really quite enjoy. So uh, that will probably help my TMJ. Yes, well. of course. <laughs> yes. Holiday is always good. Yeah. Holly, and holiday the sun and nice weather and to yeah. don't have to do anything and to can do yeah. what you like. It's very good. Yeah. Yeah. So we're actually uh, going to be in Amsterdam next uh, Tuesday, but only for about three hours. So oh, we fly yeah. from Berlin to Amsterdam and then we have a direct flight from Amsterdam to uh, Bogota and then uh, from Bogota to Cartagena and then we're we're there. Luckily, nice. luckily the Royal Dutch Airlines does that all in one hop. So we um, so oh, it's always yeah. the most comfortable to do with KLM. So that's why we always fly there. With ah, KLM, nice, yeah. nice. No, then I can see the plane from our building. <laughs> oh, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can maybe you can see the Acta building in the, if you, you, ah, you, you can see yeah. it. I, I will try and make a photo, but we probably no. If we sit on the left side, I don't think we will see it. And then when you start from Schiphol, depending on which uh, way yeah. you fly, probably if you fly towards the open sea immediately, because you go to, towards South America, depending on what the wind is like, then probably we won't uh, fly past Amsterdam. But yeah. uh, uh, no. all right. Nice. Anne-Marie, thank you so much for your time. I really, Welcome. really appreciate it. I know you have a very, very busy schedule. So um, in the name of the people listening to this podcast, the whole audience and the whole Tinnitus community, I want to thank you for devoting that time and energy into coming on to our podcast on a Friday morning, uh, which I think is probably still busy for you. So thank you very much for that. Thank you. You're welcome. And it was nice to do. So yes, if there are any questions, or if people have any questions, you can always send them to me. They're welcome. Great. Thank you so much, Anna-Marie. Then I wish you um, all the best for the future and we'll have you back on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Thank you all very much for listening to this week's Outrank Tinnitus podcast episode. I hope it was helpful for you. And yeah, if you want to support me creating this podcast, then the best way to do that is to yeah really leave us a positive review on your favorite podcast platform. Really sign up and check out our free online tinnitus community. Click to in the link to the description of this episode below and yeah we'd be super happy to see you there help you on your individual path to habituation i personally know and if you've been listening and following my podcast episodes what severe struggle with tinnitus can look like um, and being deaf on that one ear and wearing that hearing aid is really not ridding or freeing me of struggling with hearing once in a while as well. So I know what it's like. I know what you guys are going through. I know what many of you guys are going through continuously. I see it in the community. But if we can do these things together, if we can leverage the support and the ideas that we have together with a little bit of gamification, and there's already a little bit of a teaser, by 1st of June, I will launch something unseen. It's going to be very, very interesting. And it's basically going to be a game towards habituation, something that you can really make the habituation process tangible. So if you are very interested in that, then keep an eye on the lookout because on 1st of June, we're going to launch a very exciting new feature in our community. 
Um, yeah, other than that, I want to thank you again for tuning into this week's podcast episode. We have a few more interesting and insightful episodes coming out in the future. Please also go check out our videos on YouTube. We have a lot of content on YouTube as well regarding tinnitus habituation videos and how you can make habituation work for you. But of course, the most individual and best support from also other amazing people from all over the world you get in our community. I wish you sincerely wish you all the best. Um, many, many greetings from uh, a rainy day in April in Berlin. And yeah, I hear you soon. Goodbye. Thank you very much for listening to the Outring Tinnitus podcast. I am looking forward to also welcome you on my website at outringtinnitus.com or if you have any questions, please mail to frida at outringtinnitus.com. See you next time.